Hello, and welcome to That Was The News That Was, Dateline, 19th of January. I wouldn't say this week's been incredible, but there are one or two interesting facts I want to talk about. Stories, news items, one's not a major one for the world, but maybe it's for me. But, I've decided, okay. It's always different from one word. So I'm going to say is, for me, the main question is, what is just? Well, that means justice. What is right? Now, I myself like to think I have a good sense of justice. What's fair for everybody? Uh, I've had to do it in my life several times with people. I was to seek it. But do do I think the world in general, or certain people in the world who have power, do it? No. There's always an ulterior motive. I'm going to mention a little bit. uh, The three stories, well, the post office, Rwanda, and homelessness. Those are three stories. Let's start with the first one. Um... The post office. As we know, loads of things. Our Prime Minister stood up and said, I'm going to make emergency laws. It's going to be fair for people. As you may remember, he turned around and said, with Randa, the second story, we're going to make them, they'll be flying out by spring. Well, that's not going to happen. It might not even happen this year, but we'll go to that in a minute. All of a sudden, interesting couple of interesting facts have come out of the poster. Fujitsu said they should actually help in the paying of any money, whatever millions. <coughs> but the interesting point they did say is they will not apply for any more government contracts until this is sorted. Well, over the years, they're just one form for, I think, 19 and a half million. Not a lot of money, I know. I feel so sorry for them. But then what's the government do? They've said they're extension, they're extending the peop, uh, the dead, deadline for people to claim if they've lost money. What a load of trivial. I could say other words. In other words, these people, unlike and personally, nothing's going to happen to next year. And remember, next year we could have a different government and what, how are they going to act to it? It's a good question. When new governments come in, do they carry on policies from before? Very rarely. Very rarely. So, you know, I can't see anything happening with the people. They're still going to wait. They've waited 25 years. They might have to wait another 25 years. Because definitely, this is once again our Prime Minister postured how good the Conservative people are for the. Uh, that phrase that I hate him using is Conservative Party, the party for the people. No. This is all a bit of publicity. Now, this week was the vote on Rwanda. Now, 
I thought it was on a Tuesday. And Tuesday afternoon, I turned on BBC Parliament to see what was happening. If it started yet. They were debating Rwanda. But what shocked me was there were about, I don't know, 40 people there, the most. Where's everybody else? Was it not an important topic? Um, no. So it happened the vote was going to be Wednesday evening. So Wednesday evening I turned the television on and I get them talking about it. And there are so many these sub-clauses and votes. Now, during the time between Tuesday and Wednesday, the deputy chair of the Tory party resigned. He said it's not strict enough. I'm not going to vote for it, he said. What's he do the following day? He voted for it because he said it's the only thing to do. Why do these people say one thing then do another? Is this causing faith? Um... It won, but actually this time, last time it was 100 votes. This time it was about 50. Maybe 60, actually 60 it was. Which is actually the number of rebels. So we can say they're not going to vote for it. Now, uh, remember that Sunak did say their planes will be out by spring. Even though they know aircraft, maybe he's going to, you know, build a few. But the next stage is go to the House of, House of Lords. Yeah, getting these bills through takes ages. And he said to the House of Lords, I want it done as soon as possible. They've now come back to him and said, uh, we'll do it by March. In government terms, that's quite quick. But for Sunak, that's not quick enough. And he used a phrase which is interesting. This is the one I want to talk about for a few minutes. He said, this is the will of the people. Now this is not an election present promise. And I thought about what I said last week about this. Remember, if you may remember, I did say that this is like, um, it's going to be one of their election um, stale points, uh, selling points. The last time in the general election, it was Brexit. Getting rid of all the people who were here, you know, who weren't here illegally, but they were from the European Union. What they forgot to mention is the people we lost their jobs and nobody else went to do, even unemployed. Now he wants to, now he's using the same thing. It's, it's, um, it's circles. If you look at a lot of um, politicians, they use a certain point to make you hate people. Like Braverman, for example, talks about these people. They're gonna, there's going to be a tidal wave coming to us, she said at the Tory conference. Seven million people on the way to us, which is the number, as I told you, is what is actually all, all ref- in the refugee camps, the total. Can't imagine all seven million when they come here, especially now. But they're still going on about it. And somebody asked me the other day, "What about cleverly lying?" Well, it's a great name he's got. He's not clever. Let's state this now. 
new Home Secretary. And then you've got the Foreign Secretary, who's not an elected Member of Parliament. This has been done before, so... What's going to happen? We're coming to elections. Um, an interesting little fact about the migrants are there's about 6,000 missing. And Starmer in PMQ said to the Prime Minister, what are you doing about them? And all we could say was, we've, cre- we've done our record, we've kept our promises, we've cut down the amount... He doesn't mention the way he cut it down, as I said last time, is he gave a load of them amnesty. Doesn't mean they're safe. And they are being chucked out, as we, if you may remember what the programme I called the realised one, the migrant eviction, where Ross came along. They're evicting of hotels. But it's not everybody evicted from hotels. It's only the people who are allowed to stay here. The ones that weren't allowed to stay here were put up in like well, that boat where the guy died. Don't mention that, do they? And the other line that's put around are they're taking our benefits. Unfortunately, people on the migrant side until they get some sort of status in this country and even the ones who've got permission haven't got full status. Um, don't get recourse to public funds. That means they've got nothing. They might get a couple of quid to live on. Um, so it's interesting, isn't it, how they lie and they make us convinced and we, we believe them, of course. I, I realise now, I think, if you may remember, I had a, a discreet woman when I came to Iceland about this and she says, get rid of them all. But she's hearing the wrong information. She's not hearing the truth. So is it just? No. What will happen? We don't know. I don't think they're finally 6,000 people have disappeared. Because uh, I don't think they can find a way of a toffee uh, thing. And soon that really wants the House of Lords to pass it. But now I'm seeing they might put amendments in. And they come down to the main house. And... The question about this difference in the vote from the second reading to the third reading is, was it just the rebels or was it a few people who didn't like changes that were going to be made? Although no changes were made. Politics is interesting, isn't it? You know, you, you, I think they should get subtitles. I don't understand what they're talking about half the time. And... Going back to Prime Minister's question time, I've noticed that now, unlike now, Johnson used insults. That's what he did. Sunak just doesn't answer. He's not really a debater. Where Starmer is. <coughs> um, I don't know who. We'll see. And I've just read... Um, Good news for you tech people who pay taxes. There's going to be some sort of tax cut. Even though we're... Inflation has gone up again. Not much. Only a few pence. It was 3.8, now it's 4%. And they reckon it's going to go up again. 
So, for all this blase, we've cut inflation. No. They're still fighting it. The final story I want to talk about is something that really annoys me, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting annoyed with the rubbish coming out of Sunak's mouth. But this annoys me. And I saw it this morning. It was all about... Um, I think it was Sunderland, actually. His planning permission was put in for a accommodation for homeless people. It has been refused. Because they were going to use this pub. Now somebody else has taken over the pub. Um, but so many times I see this in the last six months, I think. I've seen loads of articles where, oh, we're not going to have that shelter. They're going to cause noise. We're not going to have it there. Or they were going to expand the shelter from 6 to 12 bed, a women's shelter. And they were told, no, they cause disturbances. And that's the thing that annoys me. It's like, if I said to you now, anybody over six foot is a hooligan. What proof have I got? The only proof I might have is I might have been beaten up by a six foot tall bloke. No proof at all, it's just the picture. It's like, um, um, when I was an actor, the guy I ran a theatre company with said to me the reason he created the film he wanted to have a theatre company is every time he went for an audition he was cast as a thug. He was a six foot tall black guy, tattoos on the arm, that's what he got. He wanted to prove he could act. And I think that's the way we look at a lot of people. We meet people and we we have a picture of them. What can be done? I do have one crazy idea I'll put to you now. We should buy a, build a city just of homeless people. That way nobody else will be disturbed. Do you remember a few years ago um, some MP in Windsor wanted all the homeless people chucked out of Windsor. He said they brought back. What a load of bull. I'll ask you a question, my listeners. How many of you would let a homeless guy, a homeless hostel or shelter be built next to where you are or in your road? What would you think of that? Consider that. Maybe let me know. Because I'm going to tell you now, uh, in this cold weather, I've just been out earlier and I was out, I come back, my hands were frozen. Minus one out there. Um... In the cold, oh yeah, we got to bring in the poor homeless people. You know, they get, get cold, they could die. A lot of them are grateful. There are one or two I'm going to tell you now, I know, from my day of years ago, who would never get off the street. But a majority do. They want the opportunity. So what do we do about this opportunity? Do we, do we help them? Or do we just say, oh, we'll do it when we want to? Um, I think I mentioned Carball Citizens to you before, the theatre company. I was an actor for them for a year or so, and then I 
I became the members rep coordinator. Quite a nice job, and I created the newsletter. Now, one year, we did a version of Kathy, the Ken Loach's Kathy Come Home. We started off a few things. We did Kathy, a modernised version. We did it at the Barbican. We had self performers. Ken Loach came to see it. He should be a politician. And what I decided to do was go around and get quotes for the newsletter I was writing for the company. And it was interesting. Who did appear was my, uh, when I was was doing my social care training course, uh, my line manager. And he turned around to me and said, you know something, I've realised one thing. I don't interact enough with the clients. I could have told him that. But... He wouldn't have listened then. But he just saw that play and there was a scene in it where the worker had a go at the person and didn't know anything about them. But I went up to his group of women and said, what did you think of it? Oh, I enjoyed it, I said. Really good it was, wasn't it? Good acting. And it's like, you know, Mrs. I don't know, Mrs. They're, they're nodding at each other like, oh yeah, terrific. I'm being asked. I'm important. Um, then I said, do you ever see any homeless people around? Oh, yeah, we see homeless people, yeah. I haven't used, and the other one said, yeah, yeah, I'll see, have you, Mary? Yeah, yeah, you know. No, so I'll have you ever interacted with them. Interacted or spoken to one. They looked at me, like I said, the worst thing in the world. Oh, no, no. Oh, it's so sad, said one. And the other one said, it's so sad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there they go. And I, 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 when I get quotes from people for anything, even I'm interviewing people for a, a piece. I'm not here. I've got people I've had on this show. It is, podcasts are amazing. But sometimes you hear something from somebody and it's what I call blah, blah. They've got to say something because they've been asked. Normally it's when I'm interviewing politicians, I get crap. Uh, something they say, which doesn't make sense. They don't know the reality. But what's going to be done? Um, homeless people, some of them do are desperate to get up the street. Some of them could never survive, even if they had to. Uh, I've been on the street three times. First time was a year and a half. I remember it was January actually I started in off, off the streets, and October I knew I wanted to get off. In my day, in those days, there wasn't that openness. Yeah, let's get you off. You had to really. I, I'm no good at asking. The next few times. You know, it was only short, but I got help. And if I think about last November, I was in the tip. If I hadn't, if I hadn't asked for help, I don't know where I'd be because I'm not physically well. And yet, there's a lot of it around. Uh, one guy, I remember, he he was what I call the entrencher of sleeper. Scottish guy, Davy, And he turned around to me one day, one evening, we were having a sandwich and we were talking and 
He said, the street worker come up to me. That's the outreach worker. And he says, I turn the piss off. I never understood why. But some people are just used to that. But some aren't. Somebody I hope to have on soon. She said to me, she was asked what they say. She was homeless. I think you can't, like, talking about this the other day with a couple of people, I said, and we're talking about the sharing of the experience. I can tell you what how I felt. I can tell you the darkest time for me on the street. You might feel sorry for me, but you might never understand it. That's what I think anyway. Um, but that's it. So, those are the three stories. We've got the post office people. I can see they're going to wait around for another year. It's going to be forgotten. Uh, soon I'm going to have to mention it because it's politically correct. Rwanda, which is a disaster. We'll start to see it ever happens. Remember, he hasn't got any planes. And what I think is the most important story is about accommodation for homeless people. A lot of them are going to build shelters and uh, hostels, but they're not going to be a long time. Actually, I was on the panel, I still am, about ending street homelessness. And when it was first brought to us, I'm saying now because it's not going to happen. They said, this is going to be temporary. What's going to happen afterwards? People, I think, deserve to have a home. I have a nice home here. And I love it. Um, but what do I do? You know, if ever I got judged, I don't know what I'd do. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, on Monday, I've got my friend Nicola, who you heard talk about peer mentoring. This time she's going to about that subject I wouldn't let her talk about, her app. Listen, it's quite interesting. So, have a nice weekend. Bye. <laughs>